Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Another week here at hand as we kick off in this Monday. And uh, for our uh, Bottom Line listeners who listen to us on K-Bright Radio, uh, thanks again to Steve Gregg for always providing such a great lead-in for us. By the way, if you listen to the Bottom Line Show in Denver, we have the roles are reversed. Uh, Steve is actually on KLTT. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, the Bottom Line Show, has you know, we've got some connections with other ministries. Uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs, uh, who's going to join us tomorrow on the program, comes on after the Bottom Line in Southern California. Um, he's on our Northern California affiliate before us. And then we've got the Narrow Path comes on 2 to 3, Monday through Friday on KBRT. And then Bottom Line's 3 to 4.30. But then in Colorado, the Bottom Line's on 2.30 to 3. Monday through Friday. The Narrow Path is on 4 to 4.30, and then Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk with yours truly is on from 4.30 to 5. So we're just we're kind of everywhere. And then if you listen to KCBC, if you're listening to the stream right now, Family Talk with Dr. Dobson's on at 3, bottom line's on at 3.30 live. So anyway, just we got all that squared away. By the way, if you are not uh, streaming along with us, or if you've never had the chance to do it, oftentimes weekends are a good time to get caught up on what happens with the bottom line show um oftentimes uh we, we'll see we look at our streaming numbers at thebottomlineshow.com or at apple podcast stitcher tune in all the places where you can podcast along with us and you find that there are often places where uh you know you didn't have a chance to listen during the week for whatever reason and you want to go back and kind of catch up and that kind of ebbs and flows in terms of how many people do it. But I'm amazed to find out shows that we aired maybe four months ago, five months ago, even six, seven months ago, um, where initially a couple hundred people might have streamed it. Now it's up to a couple thousand, you know, who go back and, and listen to what we do. Those archives are important. And I can't stress this enough. In a culture where everything is so immediate, everything is so now, everything is so breaking news and this is all happening and blah blah blippity blah we're talking about things from an eternal perspective and so you should be able to go back and listen to the archives of the bottom line show uh, dot com and here i mean we archive back several years um and we have older programs too <laughs> i think i've got a bunch of uh flash drives around here somewhere that's got all all that stuff but we we talk about issues that are uh, of eternal significance case in point I was looking at my social media page on uh, this past Friday morning, had kind of a, a slow morning, kind of moving slowly, and uh, it had been a busy week and I was tired. And I looked at uh, the uh, memory section of one of my uh, uh, Facebook feeds, I think it was, and there was a, a story that I'd done on October the 14th, 2013 or 2014, where I interviewed Kara Tippetts. And if you don't remember the name Kara Tippetts, that was divine intervention. She had just been on Focus on the Family, and her publicist reached out and asked if we'd be interested in getting this book. This is a woman who would bat, was battling cancer, metastatic uh, breast cancer, I believe. It was stage four. She was literally dying, trying every treatment she could, and at the same time, a young woman here in the Bay Area uh, had just moved to Oregon. Brittany uh, Maynard was her name, uh, because she, at age 29, was diagnosed with the same illness and was choosing to end her life rather than fight it. And Kara and I had just the most powerful conversation about end of life. And you know, she's a was a pastor's wife, uh, mother of four. You know, they were really going through it. But she said, you know, we're we're going to battle this thing. I mean, every breath I have belongs to God. And I really encouraged Brittany. Not didn't condemn her. Just said, look, let's fight this together. And unfortunately, Brittany Maynard chose the. Uh, she was paid by an organization that was encouraging people to uh, uh, end their life. Uh, 
assisted suicide style. And uh, and it was sad, I mean, I think. But it led to some great conversation here on the program. And I, I couldn't help but think, wow, here we are eight years later. And the world has changed so much. And yet at the same time, what's happening in the culture and you know the, the principles that we discuss, they're timeless. I mean, the sanctity of human life is essential. I mean, it really, it honestly is. And, and people who deny it do so to their own detriment. And every time I, I, I watch, uh, we had some medical issues in our family last week. Uh, my mom had uh, surgery on a, a hip replacement that she fell and broke her hip. And Lisa's mom had surgery uh, for an issue with her kidney. And, and both our moms came through great, uh, by the way. Thank you for your prayers. But, you know, it just reminds us of what's important and what isn't. And, and we live in a culture right now that wants to dehumanize and, and, and devalue the sanctity of human life where we are fighting for it. And I, that conversation I had with Kara Tippett eight years ago uh, is as germane today as it was then, maybe even more so because of the, the, the transient nature of the secular view of life, which is, you know, you can, uh, if you're born with a body that you don't like, you can have someone surgically alter it and everyone can't tell you you're wrong. You know, the laws that are being changed. And if you listen to the National Crawford Roundtable podcast last week, Bob Duco and John Rush and I were talking about a measure in Michigan where uh, they're, they're trying to codify into law the, um, the, the, the right of a young person to not only surgically alter their body to, quote-unquote, change their gender, but to not have to report it to their parents. You know, I mean, it's, it's incredible. And I, I'm grateful that we have the opportunity here at the Bottom Line Show to speak to the biblical worldview of the sanctity of human life. I mean, our relationship with our friends at Preborn is a great example of this, and we have a goal this week that we want to save 100 lives, 100 kids who, wh whose mothers are just found out they're pregnant. It may have been a surprise to them, or maybe they believe the lie of the world that you can have all the sex you want to, whenever you want to, and you don't ever have to get pregnant. But if you do get pregnant, you get to decide whether or not that's a human being. 100% of the people who have been formed in the womb by God are human beings. That hasn't changed. That science has not changed. And yet we live in a culture that says, hey, if you conceive a child, but you don't want to be pregnant, we could do, quote, unquote, emergency contraception and make you unpregnant. No, you can't. There is such a thing as a natural abortion. We call it a miscarriage where the child does not survive gestation. But that's not because mom did anything crazy. It's because that was the child's you know, path to go. And yet our friends at Preborn have found that the one thing that often keeps a woman from having an abortion is the simple fact that they could see their child's picture on an ultrasound image. And when you see that image, it's amazing. 83% of the time, a woman goes to a preborn clinic. She gets the ultrasound for free, by the way. And then because of your donations, then she sees that picture. And that's the first introduction between mother and child, mother and son, mother and daughter. And it's amazing how 83% of the time, the women, woman will say, I'm not going to end this pregnancy. I'm going to do everything I can to bring this child into the world. And that's when the issue of adoption comes up. And that's when the idea we shared last Friday on Good News Friday, the, uh, the woman who said, look, if it weren't for pregnancy resource centers, I'd be dead or I'd be in prison or something. She'd had a criminal history. She had a drug past. And once she found out she was pregnant, she went to a faith-based pregnancy resource center, saw the ultrasound and said, okay, what do I do? I mean, I, I need help. I need a place to live. I need a job. And, and th those people went all out. They were driving her to job interviews and, you know, helped her get back to school and gave birth to a healthy baby girl. And it was, it was wonderful. 
Pro-life organizations do that, and Preborn is one of the best. When you call 833-850-BABY right now, 833-850-2229, your tax-deductible donation of $280 will literally provide 10 ultrasounds, and statistically that means 8.3 children are going to be saved. Because mom will see the image on the ultrasound and say, what do I do? I'm either going to be a mother or I'm going to release this child for adoption. Make your best donation right now. My goal personally is that we can save 100 kids' lives this week. What do you say? Are you in? 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229. You can also make a donation online. It's very simple. Go to thebottomlineshow.com and you'll see a banner with a really cute kid. It's just an adorable little newborn right there. And you click that link, and it will take you 28 seconds or less to make your best donation online. Did I mention it's tax deductible? And something else about preborn, too, that's pretty incredible. Last year, they saved over 46,000 babies simply by showing an ultrasound image of the child to the mother, letting mom hear the heartbeat and help her realize what was happening. But something else that may be even more important is of those babies that were saved, there were another 4,000-plus women who gave their lives to Christ because of the witness of the agencies that work with preborn. Now, so not only are you saving lives in terms of the preborn child, but you are giving new life to the women who are bringing these kids into the world. I don't know of another organization, pro-life or other, that has such a great success rate. I mean, if 10% of the moms whose babies are saved wind up becoming Christians as a result of this too, Okay, now your money has huge evangelical and evangelistic potential as well. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229. Or go to kbrightradio.com, hit the preborn banner, go to thebottomlineshow.com, hit the banner there, and make your best donation. Right now, our goal is 100 children saved by the end of the week. That's a $2,800 in donations. Can we do it? I think we can. I really honestly do. Who's going to donate for the first 10? Who's going to donate for the next five? Who's going to do 50? Can your business get involved in this? Preborn is an outstanding organization, and I highly recommend it. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com or thebottomlineshow.com. Look for the Preborn banner and click onto it. As we continue, it's Movie Monday here on the Bottom Line Show. Oh, my goodness. How do you mention Movie Monday yet? And the great thing about Movie Mondays is not only do we have great guests to talk about great films, but we also have lots of free stuff to give away. As a matter of fact, this week you're on Movie Monday. Um, I've got tickets to a premiere that opens tonight in theaters. It's tonight and tomorrow. It's a kind of a rush job here, and <laughs> but, but I know you'll respond to it. Tim Mahoney is going to join me. He's the guy, the Patterns of Evidence guy. He's done Patterns of Evidence about Moses and <clears throat> Mount Sinai. Now we're getting into the Exodus story, and his brand-new Patterns of Evidence movie is called The Journey to Mount Sinai. We have a link for the trailer up at thebottomlineshow.com. Patterns of Evidence is in theaters today and tomorrow, and we have tickets to give away for two Bottom Line Show listeners. But we also have DVDs of the Gospel of John to share with you as well today, too. So basically, everyone who calls while supplies last is going to win something. You're either going to get one of the two pair of tickets we have for Patterns of Evidence that opens tonight and is in theaters tonight and tomorrow, or 
a DVD of the Gospel of John or the Gospel of Matthew. So 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 the number to get you through to the bottom line. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, Tim Mahoney to talk about patterns of evidence that journey to Mount Sinai. Coming up next as the bottom line continues. Clients love her. Insurance companies fear her. No other personal injury attorney knows the inner workings of insurance companies like Stephanie Cover of Cover Law. In a cutthroat industry where most attorneys don't even last five years, Stephanie Cover spent 20 years defending insurance companies, never compromising her integrity despite constant external pressure. During those 20 years, Stephanie Cover gained invaluable insight into the tricks of the trade. She knows more about your insurance policy than your adjuster does. Today, Cape Wright's personal injury attorney uses her unparalleled knowledge of the insurance company's playbook to call their bluff every time, even earning the grudging respect from lawyers and adjusters who know they can't get anything by her. She used to defend them. Now she beats them at their own game. Schedule a free, no-obligation consultation at capebrightradio.com slash coverlaw. She knows the other side. Well, today on the bottom line, we are getting ready for another Movie Monday here, and we're kicking off Movie Monday this week with a film that is in theaters tonight and tomorrow uh, on, as regards of uh, it's a Fathom Events event. Uh, this is a, a new one coming from the Patterns of Evidence team, and uh, two brand new movies they're going to be releasing. One of them is releasing this Monday, that is today, and it's Patterns of Evidence talking about Mount Sinai. And uh, joining me on the journey to Mount Sinai is Timothy P. Mahoney. He is the brain trust. He's the man behind the, uh, uh, the mission here to tell the story of where exactly is Mount Sinai and what do we know about the Exodus story. Timothy P. Mahoney, welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. Roger, it's great to be back on your show, and I really appreciate your getting the word out for us. Well, it's uh, my pleasure simply because of the fact, first of all, well, I mean, where do I start? The movies are well made. They're very, very well researched. You are a great storyteller, you know, with the documentary format, sometimes it can be a little bit one-sided and you're very fair and even-handed bringing in, you know, two different uh, theories here. But first and foremost, you're really helping us get to something that I think a lot of us in the body of Christ have a, a maybe a, something we hadn't thought about is, well, we all know where Mount Sinai is, so why are we having this conversation? Talk about what it was in your expeditions and journeys that led you to realize that there are two pretty decidedly different schools of thought with regard to where Mount Sinai is and what it means for the Exodus story. Right. Well, in fact, uh, in this investigation, as, as I first got involved, I started hearing about uh, people talking about a whole new location for Mount Sinai, but it was in Saudi Arabia. And that mm -hmm. was like piqued my interest. And that was a place called Jebel Allahs. And so in 2002, and then I heard about this in 2003, I was one of a few Americans uh, who were allowed to go on a trip, and I actually went to that, that location. And that was sort of my beginning of learning about Mount Sinai. There were uh, other documentaries that came out around that time in the late 90s, and I was fascinated by this, and then I had the privilege of actually going to that location. So yeah. now it's been 20 years, and so I actually, when I went there, I actually filmed, but I wasn't able to keep any of my footage uh, and uh, all I had was some still photography, but that put a kind of a burning interest and passion in my my life to basically explore uh, the events of the Bible. 
uh, you know, could we still find physical evidence of the Exodus? And that's what I then spent the last 20 years of my life. This is our fifth investigative film on patterns of evidence. The first one was the Exodus. And what we're showing is uh, we're, we're using the Bible, the biblical text, to um, to give us clues of what we're looking for. And then that becomes a pattern. And it's it's important to look for a pattern because then there's a sequence and so there's a bit of logic in these films that you're starting to look at. And, and so in this particular one, uh, uh, I thought I, you know, I began it in 2003 and here it is 2023. It's 20 years later yeah. uh, that we are now releasing this new film. It's going to be in over 800 theaters as a fathom event on October 17th and 18th. And, you know, uh, I, I want people to see it because I think it's a really important film, but I also think it's important to let the world know that um, people are interested in the Bible and that they would like to support that. You know, right now it's the time to vote. And so I'm saying, hey, you know, uh, you should vote for this film in the theaters. You know, yeah, get yeah. a bunch of your of people from your church or your Sunday school class or your family and go vote for Patterns of Evidence Journey to Mount Sinai because it sends a signal to the world that, yes, we do want to see these types of films as opposed to other types of films that are, let's say, not about the Bible and about a lot of other things. And so that's one reason why I'm on your show and I appreciate your support. <laughs> you know, if we want if we want to if we want to see more films about the Bible and, and like uh, shows like The Chosen, you have to vote for them. Yeah, and certainly. So, yep. So well, and what's interesting about this, too, Roger, is did you see this? The scorecard? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That, that That's my next question. I, I, I love the fact that you have this opportunity when you see patterns of evidence there now how do we do this in the theater because i thought okay i was watching a screener on my computer and that makes sense you know i can go ahead and i can scan it just like you do in the restaurant how are we doing this in the theater tim mahoney because the scorecard is great it gives you as i mean i'm not a scientist i mean i'm not a, a theologian per se i mean i am ordained in ministry but i don't it doesn't go that far for me but understanding that if you want to be able to look at the patterns, one of the things that patterns of evidence, the uh, the, the journey to uh, Mount Sinai does, is it shows you the different ways that people are approaching this right now. Walk us through the scorecard if you would. Yeah. And for our for our myhopenow.com listeners, you can actually watch Tim hold the scorecard up as we're recording this on Zoom for uh, video as well as audio. Yeah. Well, as as I was making the film, I thought, well, what is the pattern, and then how do I how do I make it accessible for people to keep track of because in this particular investigation we're looking at six different mountains and we start to look at we we talk about four in the first in the first film which is coming out october 17th and 18th uh and that that we're going to be looking at biblical criteria and that's what i've done with our films is we say okay well what does the bible say and it gives us clues about the journey to the mountain campsites wildernesses and the travel speed that's the first pattern that we're looking for the second one is the land of midian because the bible says that moses fled to the land of midian and in this scorecard you can go to our site patternsofevidence.com and you can go to the click on it says you know journey to mount sinai and you'll get uh you'll be able to see and download this pdf and it has uh biblical uh, criteria listed in it. You can prepare, you can look up the scriptures for yourself. And then when you're watching the movie, we're going to show three movies and I'm going to take you through the pattern. And I'm going to say, okay, here we are uh, on the backside of the wilderness. Does this mountain 
fit what the biblical text says is the backside of the mountain. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like bowling, right? What you have here is you've got a, a yes, a no, and a maybe. So it's like a strike, a spare, or a gutter ball. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, how, how is this mountain faring in your mind? That way you get to be, the audience gets to follow along and be engaged in the investigation. You know, it's key about that, Tim Mahoney, is we're talking about the new uh, Patterns of Evidence movie, which is going to be in theaters, actually, if you're hearing this on terrestrial radio today, Monday, October the 17th, tonight and tomorrow, over 800 screens. You can go to fathomevents.com and go to patternsofevidence.com and find out where there's a screening near you. But I love the fact, Tim, that you're, you're taking a, a, something that we older folks, I mean, you and I both have a little dust on the bottle, as they say, you know, uh, the... the uh, uh, the crown of life, you know, whatever you want to call our gray hairs and our, our beards and our heads. Yeah. But we understand that there's a younger generation that really honestly thinks that their opinion is really, in some cases, I saw Francis Chan give a talk about this recently, he said, you know, the danger for millennials is the fact that the, op, the, the go-to, the default position is my thoughts, my opinions, my feelings on something are more important than what other people say. And that even is spilling into the church. So the idea that you're giving people a chance to score on their own and be persuaded on their own, I think is brilliant because you're reaching that younger demographic and saying, okay, I know this is the way you naturally think. So let me help you. I'll present all the evidence and you decide. And it's, it's, it's a brilliant strategy, but it's one that really goes back to the Lord. It goes back to Paul. It goes back to all the disciples who are actually preaching the gospel initially in the first century after the Lord's return back to heaven. Well, we have, uh, you know, the Hebrew approach, which uh, when I when I think about making films, I'm trying to understand how well, how would I teach it to myself? You know, how would I take it in? How can I remember it? And we created these two different approaches, one called a Hebrew and one called an Egyptian. But a Hebrew mindset is to ask questions uh, as opposed to maybe giving answers, which is another mindset. So I think that that the I, the ability to ask a question and say, you know, um, uh, you know, is this, does the backside of the wilderness uh, in this location, as we define it, um, does it match the biblical text? And it's, you know, that, that's something for you to, to work way through, as opposed to me telling you, okay, this is what I think, this is, this is the case. I found out when I'm making these films, if I make them with good questions, and uh, films that have questions uh, are seeds that are in people's hearts and minds, and they grow over time. Yeah. And so if you have a good film that uh, that opens up, you know, these questions, then you will will be a much better person because now you have to work to to come to the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's yes. the reason why I think, uh, as I thought about it, I thought, well, how can we make this more uh, engaging? Because there's there's a lot of information. So now you have, I gave the analogy of, of in our films, when you're watching the investigation, it's like when I go to the store, my wife says, I need something very specific. And I like milk and butter. But if it, when I walk through the store, I see all sorts of things like dark chocolate. I know I need dark chocolate. <laughs> I see a lot of other things. And before you know it, I've got my arms filled with all sorts of other things that I become aware of. And this is this uh, scorecard is a shopping cart. As we're going mm-hmm. through the film, you're able to not carry it, but you can check it off, and now you can be free to go on in the investigation. And a lot of people, Roger, aren't going to be able to go to the Middle East right. uh, and go to these locations. 
But you, as you've seen the film, we're, I'm going to take you to those locations that you've never been to with this investigation. And you're going to be able to go there and see for yourself. And then you can make the decision as we're looking for the location of Mount Sinai. Yeah, it's a brilliant uh, production. And this is part one of what will now be a two-part film series on uh, the evidence for Mount Sinai. Timothy Mahoney, the filmmaker behind all of this, is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. The new Patterns of Evidence uh, movie, The Journey to Mount Sinai, is uh, coming out in theaters. It's in the theaters today, if you're listening to us on Monday, October 17th. Uh, we'll also be in theaters tomorrow, too. Tickets are available wherever you can get tickets from Fathom Events events. And we'll have the trailer up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, more in just a moment, including one part of this uh, film that I want to ask Tim about with regard to the way modern science often conducts itself and conducts its uh, research versus a way that Tim has uh, apparently used in this movie. And I like Tim's method better. We're going to talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. Let Wilson Financial Services help you identify proprietary financial strategies for your wealth that work for your life. Let's revisit our one-year CD. Had a client who had $500,000 of retained earnings in his corporation for the last three years. I said, if you'd have put that into this account three years ago, you'd have seventy-five dollars to $100,000 of interest versus what you have now, which is a nice round number. Had a client sell his house, had $450,000 in the bank. I told him, is he really not likely to buy a house in the next 12 months? You want to leave this in the bank earning nothing? Or would you like to earn some interest on it over the next 12 months? So he said, how much? I said, well, how about between twenty and 30000 He says, zero versus twenty or 30000 Yeah, he says... I like the twenty or 30000 Sounds better. Aren't you tired of earning nothing with all the money you have in the bank? Call 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. It is a movie Monday here on The Bottom Line Show, and everyone who's calling in is either going to be in the drawing for, well, you're all going to be in the drawing for the two pair of tickets we have to give away to tonight or tomorrow night's screening of Tim Mahoney's Patterns of Evidence, the Journey to Mount Sinai movie. This is the, so much evidence is there for the Exodus story, and yet there's a lot of confusion even in the church as to whether or not it's authentic. Uh, this movie, Patterns of Evidence, this is part one of a two-parter uh, that is in theaters tonight and tomorrow. And we've got two pair of tickets to give away, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Uh, Crystal and Teresa are taking your calls. By the way, uh, we know we only have two pair of tickets and we always get a lot of people calling in, so we also have DVDs of the Gospel of John and the Gospel of Mark. Well, excuse me, Gospel of Matthew that we could give away as well. So if you don't win one of the pairs of tickets, if you ask for one of those DVDs, it's yours while supplies last. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 That's the number to get you through to the bottom line. Okay, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, continue my conversation with filmmaker, uh, evangelist, Bible teacher, Tim Mahoney. He spent the past 20 years putting these patterns of evidence, shooting thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of film, all designed to get to the bottom line, in this case, on whether or not the Exodus story is true. This is a very thoughtful film, Patterns of Evidence, The Journey to Mount Sinai, and I highly recommend you see it. The trailer's up at thebottomlineshow.com. My conversation with Tim Mahoney continues as The Bottom Line continues next. When a young mother hears her baby's heartbeat for the first time, everything changes. They know that's a baby. And when you partner with us and Preborn, 
You let them see the ultrasound image, and God takes care of the rest. Roger Marsh here for Preborn, our newest member of the Bottom Line Show family. Preborn is helping women by helping them see their child on the ultrasound, hear that baby's heartbeat for the first time after getting that pregnancy test, and you'd be amazed at the results. So far, for the first half of this year, more than 25,000 babies have been saved through Preborn, and 25 ultrasound machines have been placed. Now, it costs $28 to provide a free ultrasound for a woman who's facing an unplanned pregnancy and wondering what to do with the child. We tell her what option number three is in addition to option one and two. Option one, of course, you're a mom. Option two, legally, you can get abortion in some states. But option number three is adoption, and the ultrasound makes option number one or three much more palatable. Call 833-850-BABY right now. Make a $28 donation to save one life. Make a $28 a month donation to save a life each and every month. That's less than a dollar a day. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or click the preborn banner when you go to kbrightradio.com today. Timothy P. Mahoney is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. The brand new Patterns of Evidence movies is in theaters today and tomorrow. It's called Patterns of Evidence, The Journey to Mount Sinai. Uh, we've got a link for the trailer up at thebottomlineshow.com. It's a Fathom Events event that will then have a, uh, a home release as well. And uh, it's very interactive. It's very, very compelling. And Tim, as we were talking about during the break, it was very refreshing as the father of a scientist who's doing a lot of research and discovering how political and how uh, financially motivated a lot of scientific discoveries are. It's nice to see a Christian filmmaker who is taking this literally at the standing point of, okay, well, we know what we understand scripture to read, or we always historically have, but there are other schools of thought. So let's get all the evidence on the table and follow the patterns. Uh, talk about how that has informed your filmmaking, because you spent a good, you know, this is 20 years in the making for this one. You spent a good 10 to 15 years getting ready for the patterns of evidence series. I think when we first met, it might've been six, seven years ago. Yeah, it's been a long process. And I'll share something with you uh, is that uh, there's evidence that is out there that absolutely points to the Bible. And when I would be filming archaeologists, uh, there were two there were two uh, two parts to this interview. One was when the camera was rolling and the other one when the, when the camera was not rolling. So when the camera was rolling, uh, they were very uh negative about certain biblical evidence. When the camera was turned off, all of a sudden they said, hey, what do you think? Do you think that's it? Mm. Oh yeah, I'm really interested. Uh, I've had that experience. Uh, and what I then I finally did an interview with uh, Yuri Zarns and he, and he said, you know what? We see biblical evidence all the time. He said, we say, oh yeah, that looks like that, that matches the Bible, that matches the Bible, that ma this is where this happened. And he says, and we all say, yeah, but you can't talk about that. You can't print that. You can't, you know, because they are afraid of losing their jobs. So then I got another scholar that said, you know, you could lose your position in a university if you went around trying to prove the Bible. Uh, wow. Uh, you, you would get kicked out of that university. So what we have, and I, and I think that, that that's what I've seen is that there is a, uh, a way that you have to interpret evidence. And uh, there was a pr particular time, and I'm going to be looking at this further as a future film, is when the, the argument started to shift because the new students wanted to, to make their way and do something different, and they started to be very critical against the Bible. But what I have seen is that there is absolutely a pattern of evidence for the events of the Bible, but people aren't acknowledging it. Uh, and what they'll do is they'll create 
uh, a dating time, or they'll say the, the, the exodus that didn't happen, for example, had to have happened at the time of Ramesses. Hmm. So, so here, that's their logic. Uh, okay, hmm. it didn't happen, but if it did happen, it had to happen at this time. And we're saying, wait a minute, if it didn't happen, why, uh, why are you so bound to it having to happen at this time? Because they know... Right. In some ways, it feels like they know that there's no evidence there, but their their arguments aren't, and that's what our films have been doing: is looking at it and saying, "Hey, if you don't believe these biblical uh, texts are true, the Bible says there's consequences for not believing." And 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 some of these uh, gentlemen grew up in Bible believing homes, and I don't, and they've they've turned away, and there's multiple reasons, but they're not all archaeological. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so what I'm saying is that each one of us wants to be the, you know, the master of our own destiny. And uh, but what I'm looking at is I'm saying, well, if you do see a pattern and it matches the Bible, that's the scientific approach. That's the reason why I think using a patterns of evidence approach has been helpful, because then a lot of the problems that we have in archaeology, I should say problems, of the correct word, a lot of the, the way things are done is through interpretation. And people could look at the same event, and one will interpret it this way, and another will yep. interpret it that way. Yep. And and so, but whoever seems to get the last word in, <clears throat> and most average of people like myself and you, we just have to take it for granted what they say is true. But it's their interpretation. So these films have risked, you know, the Bible, in a sense. They've gone after and said, well, let's see what the Bible is saying. Can we find that pattern? And the genius of it is that we have. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great title. It's a great branding, but also it's great reality for those of us in the body of Christ. And Timothy Mahoney is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. The new Patterns of Evidence movie is in theaters right now. It's Patterns of Evidence, The Journey to Mount Sinai. This is part one of what will now be a two-part uh, extravaganza, as it were. And I was uh, just personally, uh, Tim, it was great for me to see you talk about the different experts and, you know, uh, those with the biblical knowledge, those with the archaeological knowledge. I was also just kind of just a little side note. Uh, I, I met Ryan Morrow many years ago and he was doing international security. We've, he's been a regular on this program for many, many years to see how God has kind of used his love of and, you know, different parts of the world and, you know, international security and things like that. And now made him an expert in these types of biblical digs. I was, I was like, I was cheering for him, you know, all the way through the movie, you know, what he was talking about, what he was talking about. Uh, talk about how you guys uh, connected. Uh, how, how did that relationship come? Together? Well, Ryan started calling our offices. I'm sure it was probably over a decade ago. I mean, it was, it, and and he would have long conversations with our producer Pete Windall, and he was just, he was burning in his heart to to go to mm -hmm. this location where he. He was actually able to go to Jebel Alaz, mm. uh, which is in Saudi Arabia, yeah. and uh, and he made a video that went uh, went a, a long ways. I mean, it, a lot of people saw it. Uh, this film and this investigation, so you say, well, why should I see it? And one of it is is that is that more and more we're going to have criticism or having criticism about uh, faith about why people believe in Christianity or uh, Judaism. You know, uh, the Judeo-Christian faith is under attack. But what we're what I'm seeing is that God is acting in history, and He's telling us the book of the Bible is a testament, and a testament is a book of testimonies. So God is testifying of the beginning of creation to the end of time in the book of Revelation when there's something mm -hmm. new comes, mm -hmm. and we're living somewhere in that that arc of God's testimony, and He's telling us the the beginning, the middle, and the end when something new happens, and so I think 
the journey to Mount Sinai, uh, by the way, the events in the Exodus, the plagues are repeated in the book of Revelation. Mm. So there's something very important for us to have a, a deeper understanding biblically. And that's why I said to people, you know, uh, if you want to vote for for something, vote for a biblical film. Go Amen. to the theater on October 8th, 17th and 18th. It's a Fathom event. You go to PatternsOfEvidence.com. Bring your family and friends. Uh, it's a thinking man film. You know, yes. we've got the uh, scorecard. We're going to be looking at ancient inscriptions that some people believe are connected to the events of the Exodus. And then we're going to be talking about what it does it mean to go into the wilderness and to depend upon God's provision. And, you know, for a lot of us today, uh, we feel like we're, we're in a wilderness. And, right. you know, God says he's, you know, he provided them manna. I mean, they got it every day. And I think this film touched me uh, when I'm making a film. I'm always like, well, what's this message for me is, do I trust God for daily provision? I, I can't think of a better way to wrap up our conversation here, which will be the first of uh, several, I'm hoping, of course, with part two uh, coming out. Do you have a tentative release date for the uh, Journey to Mount Sinai part two, Tim Mahoney? Well, these films are, we've raised the money through donations. And so we're, we're going to be uh, raising more money to get that next film done. But we've got a lot of it shot and we're, we're already edited. We're, we're editing on it. We just need to basically raise the rest of the money to get uh, the next film out there. So, all right. But we're well, hoping yeah, we're hoping that people will be able to be a part of this uh, come on October 17th and 18th, yes. Fathom event. Yeah, watch the trailer. We've got a link for PatternsOfEvidence.com up at TheBottomLineShow.com where you can find out more about the other films in the series. You can learn more about this specific film that's out October 17th and 18th, as Tim just mentioned. There's a big red donate button as well. There's lots of ways you can get involved in this project, but I highly recommend and commend that you do. Uh, Timothy P. Mahoney, thank you so much for the work that you've done. It's a it's a huge calling. It's been a, an immense undertaking these past two decades, but uh, may God continue to bless your efforts as you uh, educate us, as you ins inspire us and edify us and exhort us too. We're just kind of going through all the ease here uh, to, to be uh, living our faith more fully in the against the backdrop of the darkness that's in the world right now. Tim Mahoney, PatternsOfEvidence.com. Thanks so much for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Well, thank you again, Roger. Well, that certainly is a great conversation, a super addition to our Movie Monday lineup. Uh, today's edition of The Bottom Line Show, uh, my, my conversation is just wrapping up here with Timothy Mahoney. He is the director, the brain trust behind the Patterns of Evidence series of films. If you've enjoyed them over the past five, six years, the one that is in theaters tonight and tomorrow is outstanding. It's called Patterns of Evidence, The Journey to Mount Sinai. The whole, you know, where is Sinai? And what does that tell us about the Exodus story? We've got two pair of tickets for the screening for this movie. It's Movie Monday. It's in theaters tonight and tomorrow. Okay, And I highly recommend you go see this in the theater. It's really cool. Um, two pair of tickets that we're giving away. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. That's the number to get you through to the bottom line. Crystal and Teresa taking your calls today here on this movie Monday. And it's not quite an everyone wins day like we do on Wednesdays. But I will tell you this. I know a lot of people are interested in this film and they're going to want tickets and we're going to have a big drawing for it, you know, at the end of the program today. But everyone who does call in, if you don't win tickets, we do have some DVDs of the Gospel of John and the Gospel of Matthew. 
Um, and if you specifically request one of those, if you turn out to not be the winner, um, we'll be happy to get you one while supplies last. Okay, so 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line, our Movie Monday drawing for Patterns of Evidence, the Journey to Mount Sinai, the trailer's up at thebottomlineshow.com. But remember, if you're calling in for tickets, the movie's in theater tonight and tomorrow. Okay, it's a Fathom Events thing. They may extend it later in the week, but as far as we know right now, it's tonight and tomorrow. Okay, those are the two days. So uh, make sure that if you're calling in, you're available to go uh, tonight or tomorrow night. Uh, they may add additional showings throughout the day. So if you're a day movie person, I fall in that category from time to time, uh, you might be able to use them during the day tomorrow. But just know that when you're calling in for those tickets, um, those tickets are for use today or tomorrow only through Fathom Events. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. As we continue, I've had a lot of calls recently on uh, regarding Roger's recommendations and what's happening with the election and, uh, you know, what's happening. <laughs> in general, um, I, we've recently updated Roger's recommendations. Um, it is without question the most comprehensive Roger's recommendations I've ever posted. It's 13 pages long if you print the whole thing out as a Word document. Um, as we continue, I want to take a run through it again. I know it's not Super Tuesday, but we've got a lot of stuff to ground to cover on Super Tuesday tomorrow. I want to walk through the propositions again, and I'd like to take a look. We'll take a look at the state elected offices on Tuesday, but I want to walk through the propositions to give you a chance to know what is really at stake in the elections and why your vote is critical. And, I, and I, again, I'm making this appeal to the members of the body of Christ, and I'm sure some of them are bottom line show listeners who look at the election process and say, you know what, it's not for me. It's just not for me. I just, I, 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 I've tried voting in the past and they always let me down. The candidates I want aren't perfect. Um, you know, it, it's just the system's so corrupt. And if I don't vote, well, something good will happen as a result of that. I want to address that issue of why we as Christians need to vote, even though it seems like our vote doesn't always count. We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. Don't overpay on interest and fees by going with the wrong lender. Newport Bay Mortgage won't charge you points on your reverse mortgage wherever it is possible for them to do so. You will have peace of mind with the possibility of having additional cash to draw from to pay for unexpected expenses. Owner Cliff and his team do what they can to maximize the amount of cash available to you while minimizing the cost of closing. The result of having another stream of income relieves stress that you didn't even know was there. You'll save thousands by working with Newport Bay Mortgage because they avoid charging you points and they will never tack on unnecessary fees. When considering ways to relieve financial stress in, before, or for retirement, you need Newport Bay Mortgage. Visit kbrightradio.com slash reverse. Contact Cliff today. Call 714-741-8080, 714-741-8080, NMLS 332-559. Newport Bay Mortgage is an equal opportunity housing lender. Welcome back to this Movie Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and so glad you're calling in. Lots of people calling in for tickets to see Tim Mahoney's Patterns of Evidence, The Journey to Mount Sinai, all your questions asked and answered with regard to the Exodus story. There's an Egyptian version. There's a Hebrew version. It's, it's fascinating to see biblical scholars 
get into it over where the this actually happened. There are many people in the Jewish camp who are of the opinion that there's no real measurable uh, evidence archaeologically for the Exodus, so therefore it's a wonderful story, it's a great allegory, but it's not something that actually happened. Other people say, yeah, every time we find one of these coins or we did something about something that happened during a uh, Ramses-like uh, era type of thing, or Ramses, um, there was a there was a crypt that was found, a, a, an old uh, uh, burial ground, and that's proof that you know that happened during that time, and those are things that were recorded as they were recorded during the Exodus in Scripture. So, patterns of evidence: the journey to Mount Sinai in theaters tonight and tomorrow. We have two pair of tickets to give away: eight hundred two two seven five two seven eight. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Super Tuesday is tomorrow. The election, if you can believe it is, let's see, 18th and the 25th and then the 1st and the 8th. So it's three weeks from tomorrow, right? And your ballot should have arrived. For our Colorado listeners, they went out in the mail on October 9th. California listeners, they were supposed to go out on October 10th, which was conveniently a federal holiday. So hopefully your ballot has uh, been received by now. As of me sitting in the studio right now here at, what, 345 uh, Pacific time on the West Coast. I haven't gotten it yet. But um, it'll get there. And when we do, we've got a series of propositions to look at. We've got all of the state uh, elected officials that are up for grabs from the governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, attorney general, et cetera, et cetera. And then every congressional House seat is up. And in California, there are 52 uh, Congress people now. Uh, someone's getting the boot just because of redistricting. Um, this is the first time this has ever happened in California history. I can remember being a young lad and California, I think at that point, had 45 different districts uh, because the House of Representatives voted. People often wonder, why is it that we have 435 representatives and we're stuck in this kind of fixed position? Uh, 100 senators, 435 representatives. Well, the senators, that goes back to constitutional times and establishing the government and saying everyone would have uh, two senators. Now, it wasn't so we could have one Republican and one Democrat uh, because there have been lots of political parties over the history of time. But basically, the idea was the Senate would be an even number. The House of Representatives, that was going to change. Originally, from what I have learned this year, the House of Representatives was supposed to provide representation for, uh, there would be one representative for every like 50 or 60,000 Americans. Well, if we did that right now, pulling out my handy-dandy calculator, which also doubles as my Galaxy S7. <laughs> Where, where's the calculator part? Here we go. The population of the United States is 335 million or so. One, two, three. We'll divide that by 50,000. If that were in fact the case, that we were still supposed to have one representative for every 50,000 people in the population, we would have 6,700 members of Congress. Can you imagine a body that big trying to function on the national level? Can you imagine how much it would cost? Every member of the House of Representatives earns $174,000 a year in salary, in addition to having money for a staff and per diems and travel expenses and things like that. Talk about bloating government. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm honestly shocked that the Democrats, with their progressive uh, tentacles, wanting to get at every aspect of human life in America, why they haven't proposed this. Why stop at 435 when there's 6,700 people? 
that you could have in there and have a Democrat majority. It'd be a lot easier to keep a majority, I would think. And anyway, well, part of the reason is there was Congress enacted a law during the Great Depression, I think it was 1929, when they passed the law to cap the members of the House of Representatives at 435. So now when you take our population of 335 million people and you divide it by 435, you get a totally different story. 335 divided by 435. Now we have one member of the House of Representatives for every 770,115 people in the country. But because of the cap, we have the interesting phenomenon of what's happening in the People's Republic of California. In the 2020 general election, California had 53 members of Congress, 435 members in the House. Again, we're just having fun with math, aren't we? 435 divided by 53 equals. So basically almost 10%, it was 8.2%, almost 10% of the Congress were congressional members from California. Think that doesn't knock things out of whack? I mean, there are some states, every state has to have at least one, but take a look at the listings of the states that only have one member in the House of Representatives and then ask how fair it is that California gets 53 votes. But over the past decade, the net migration into California has been negative. In other words, we had more people leave the state than come into the state. Oh, sure, people keep coming into the state, but more people have been leaving the state And as a result, California's population in the 2020 census was lower than it was in the 2010 census. You know what that means? California loses a member of the representatives. Now, it's interesting because there are other states that have had this phenomenon happen as well, like New York, for example. Remember when New York, if I could make it there, I could make it anywhere. Big population, you know, highly concentrated into a small area. New York was the center of the universe. We heard that a lot even during the 9-11 attacks that New York City was the center of the universe, and so the attack here was just, you know, it's awful. But over time, population has shifted, and now the most populous state is California. The second most populous state is Texas. The third most populous state is Florida, and the fourth most populous state is New York. It doesn't necessarily mean the population's growing that much. It just means that more people are leaving California. More people came to California than anyone bargained for, and then more people have left it for Texas, which is helping them grow, and more people are leaving New York for Florida. Maybe after Hurricane Ian, that might change a few minds, but that was Fort Myers. You know, the rest of the state is a pretty big state. So California now has fewer representatives than they did in the last election. What that means then is you have to reshuffle the deck, and instead of having 53 congressional districts, you have 52. And because you have 52 congressional districts, that means A, somebody's out of a job, but B, all of your congressional districts have been redrawn. Uh, Case in point, Uh, Tom McClintock used to be in the 4th District, now he's running for the 5th. Katie Porter used to represent the 45th District, now she's running for the 47th. Daryl Issa was in the 50th, and now he's in the 48th. Michelle Steele, Young Kim, I mean, the the list goes on. There are some candidates that are definitely of note that are running in different addresses, basically, because their districts are bigger, and there's one fewer district. So I did something this year that I haven't done before in Roger's recommendations. Every now and again, I would pick out a select race and say, here's someone here, like when Greg Rath was running against Katie Porter for District 45 in 2020, and I I highlighted that, for example. 
And then it was interesting because initially I recommended Greg Rathson, and then I rescinded it. I said, hey, no party preference here. You pick whoever you think is going to do the best job. And it turns out that now, you know, Greg Rathson and a couple other members of the Mission Viejo City Council are under some legal scrutiny. So, you know, it's sometimes, you know, you, you, you make your best decision based on the information you have. But this year, if you go to thebottomlineshow.com, the you'll find Roger's recommendations. Tamara's got a big old headline there. It's really easy to uh, click on there and find out. I start out by going through the propositions, Prop 1 and then 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. And then I get into Governor, Lieutenant Governor, Secretary of State, Attorney General, yakety schmackety, blah, blah, blah. And then get into all 52 uh, congressional races. And again, not all of them have super in-depth, you know, it's just like, for example, in California District Number 1, I recommend Doug LaMalfa. In District 2, Kev, Douglas Brower. I just put that there. Uh, District 3, I put Kevin Kiley, and I explained that I think Kevin Kiley is the best choice. That's a tough one in District 3 because you've got two pretty decent conservative Republicans in virtual toss-up here. But from what I've seen, Kevin Kiley, I know more of what he's done than what Kermit Jones has done. Um, I think Kermit Jones would have been a great pick if Kevin Kiley hadn't run, but what Assemblyman Kevin Kiley did in the California State Assembly in holding Governor Newsom responsible and accountable during the pandemic, I think he gets the nod, and I'd love to see him go to Congress. Matt Brock in District 4. Uh, Tom McClintock, of course, in uh, uh, District 5. Uh, Tamika Hamilton, District 6. Max Semenenko, District 7. Rudy Rusiel, I think I said that right, District 8. Tom Patty, District 9. And then District 10, this is the first of what I, <laughs> I listed. I just wrote, toss a coin. You got a couple of Democrats there, neither one of them is that great. Toss a coin. Hold your nose, eeny, meeny, miny, rock, paper, scissors, whatever you feel led to do. Uh, I'll take a quick break here and come back with more of Roger's recommendations. Monday edition in just a moment, but I did want to mention, though, before we do take the break, District 11 is one that you want to pay attention to. If you are in the newly minted District 11, you have to vote for John Dennis for one reason. And it's not because he's a conservative Republican. It's because he's running against Nancy Pelosi. And for the love of God, it is time for Nancy Pelosi to retire. Let's retire her in District 11 in California. Amen? Amen. All right, we'll take a quick break and come back with more in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Welcome back to this Movie Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh and uh, grateful that people are calling in for uh, Patrick, or Patrick, Timothy P. Mahoney's uh, new movie, Patterns of Evidence, The Road to Mount, uh, to Mount Sinai, The Journey it is, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. And I encourage you, uh, to give us a call because we do have two pair of tickets for this event. The event's happening tonight and tomorrow night in theaters. There will be a streaming and DVD release at some point, but right now it's all about the theatrical release and theatrical releases are so crucial because this is how we actually get people's attention. This, this is how we in the body of Christ show Hollywood that this is the kind of movie we want. As a matter of fact, I had uh, Ray Nutt, the uh, CEO of Fathom Events on with me earlier this year. And he said, look, when we started doing this, we started doing event-based movie showings. And, you know, for someone who can't afford a, afford a big theatrical release, we found times that were typically our slowest times of the week for releasing movies. And we'd say, okay, Monday night, Tuesday afternoon, whenever you want to do it, 
we we'll we'll let you rent the theaters basically for a special one-off release. A lot of these were faith-based films, and he said over the course of time, we found out that our event-driven strategy was not only working, theaters loved it, but more than half of the films we chose were faith-based. And so since they were faith-based films, now they really do, you know, I don't want to say cater to, but certainly target um, the faith community. So they want us to come. So let's thank them. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 gets you through to the bottom line on this movie Monday. Two pair of tickets up for grabs for Tim Mahoney's movie, Patterns of Evidence, The Journey to Mount Sinai. And everyone who calls in and doesn't win will get a copy of either the DVD of the Gospel of John or the Gospel of Matthew while those supplies last. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. KCBC audience, you're heading off to Rabbi Schneider and discovering the Jewish Jesus. Uh, What you're about to hear on the other side of this break will come your way tonight on the Bottom Line Show Extra. For those who remain, I'm going to continue with our Monday edition of Roger's Recommendations and look at those propositions coming up next as the Bottom Line continues. It's Movie Monday here on the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh and we are, the phones are open and they are hopping. They, they always are on Movie Mondays. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 the number to get you through to the bottom line. As I mentioned, it's a Movie Monday. Uh, if you did not get a chance to hear my conversation with filmmaker Timothy P. Mahoney, he's the Patterns of Evidence guy. I met Tim about five, six years ago at a National Religious Broadcasters Convention event, and we, we just really struck up a good friendship. He's an excellent documentary filmmaker. He's a great storyteller. He spent the past 20 years shooting video, getting interviews, talking to people all throughout the Holy Land, going to archaeological digs. And the thing I love about this Patterns of Evidence, this is the fifth movie he's made. Um, it's going to be a two-parter. So this is part one that's in theaters today and tomorrow. But the thing I love about this Patterns of Evidence is um, the fact that the, the, the journey to Mount Sinai, it really is trying to get to the heart of the issue of did the Exodus story take place? Those of us who hold that the canon of Scripture is holy and inspired and did actually happen, it's all very truthful, um, believe that it did. And yet a lot of scholars, uh, many in the Jewish community, will say, look, this is a great story about God being faithful to his people. But we don't have any archaeological evidence, so therefore it didn't happen. Well, there, the movie gets into, okay, so where exactly is Mount Sinai? And in addition to uh, Tim Mahoney, you also have guys like Brian Morrow, who's a guy who's been fascinated with international uh, security and defense, who's been a regular contributor to the bottom line for years. But also he has uncovered some places in Saudi Arabia, places that you know American journalists weren't supposed to be able to go. Um, and, and he's featured in this movie. There are a lot of uh, Jewish scholars on both sides of the equation who say, look, you know, maybe it happened on this side of the, the Nile. Maybe it happened on this side. You know, was it in the Arab part? Was it in the Egyptian part? You know, it, it's, it's a fascinating look at something that I think is essential for us as Christians. And so I, I, I get, this is not a paid endorsement for Tim. I just love the guy. I love his work, and I love this movie. So, um, I ha- yeah, I got a chance to see it early, and it's great. Um, it, you'll love it in the big screen, and we've got two pair of tickets that we're giving away today. Teresa and Crystal are taking your calls at 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 the number to get you through to the bottom line show. And since it is a movie Monday and we have movies here, uh, just about everybody who 
calls in is going to win something. Um, we've got DVDs of the Gospel of John and the Gospel of Matthew uh, to give away as well. So if you do not win one of the pairs of tickets, you can also win one of the DVDs of the movie. So the chances are when you call in, you're going to win something. I mean, that happened last week, happened the week before. <laughs> I think it's going to happen this week, too. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. You know, I had uh, I've had a couple of people reach out to me since Roger's recommendations went up for the you know, 2022 midterm elections. And they've said, hey, thanks for putting them up. Or in some cases, some folks said, hey, where are they? Um, I will tell you that uh, our faithful producer, Tamara Quimito, does a great job of putting and updating the bottomlineshow.com website. And she has posted not only Roger's recommendations, but you're going to find two things when you go to thebottomlineshow.com. The first two things are going to hit you are uh, a head banner for Roger's recommendations. And when you see the blue one, there's one in black and one in blue. The blue one is hyperlinked. It takes you right to the uh, Word document that has my recommendations. If you're going to print it out, make sure you have lots of paper and ink in your printer. It's 13 pages right now, and it's probably going to grow a little bit more <laughs> over the course of time because I keep fooling with it a little bit. And the reason is, this year, in addition to having seven propositions and, of course, every major state position, Secretary of State, Attorney General, blah, 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 uh, as well as Governor and Lieutenant Governor, um, I also went after all 52 congressional districts, and that, there was it was important to do so. I stressed this in the last half hour, but I'll, for those who are just joining, I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate this. The reason for putting all 52 down, I usually pick a half dozen key races. You know, try this one, vote yes, here, no, there, that type of thing. But because of redistricting, it's the first time it's ever happened in California, we have one fewer member of Congress that will be going to Congress in January of 2023. And as a result, 53 districts became 52, so a lot of your favorite districts have been redrawn. I mentioned Tom McClintock, who's been a stalwart in uh, District 4, for example, is now running in District 5. Uh, you have uh, Katie Porter, who beat Mimi Walters in the traditionally uh, conservative uh, District of District 45, is now running in District 47 against Scott Baugh, and I think Scott Baugh can take her. I mean, I really do think he can win. Uh, Daryl Issa, who had been in Congress for years and then retired and then came out of retirement to run in 2020. I think he was in Area 51 or 50 when he ran for office last time. Now his district has been rezoned as District 48. So if you have gotten used to saying, I always vote for the candidate in District 33 or 27 or whatever it is, please know that the numbers have changed because the lines have been redrawn. And so it's more critical this year than ever before to know who to refer or who to, to, to go for. And so I put a list and I took my best stab at handicapping all 52 members of Congress this time. And they're very pithy. They're short. A little bit of explanation, like I mentioned last half hour, uh, McClintock went from four to five. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's in District 11, and we definitely want to vote Nancy Pelosi out. Of, well, we take that back. We would like to send Ms. Pelosi to an early retirement, well-deserved. Thank you for your service. Now, please get out of Congress, please. Um, mention a couple others here uh, before we go on. There's a uh, uh, the Senate seat that's open uh, is weird. Remember, Xavier Becerra was uh, uh, a senator, and then he became nominated for Department of Health and Human Services, and so Alex Padilla was point, appointed in his spot. Um, that 
there's a short-term race that's weird because it's conceivable that Alex Padilla could win the short term, but Mark Muser could win the long full term. We want Mark Muser. Uh, we don't want Alex Padilla. Uh, the, having it's a Democrat seat right now. Having a conservative Republican in there uh, would be huge. Um, so that's the name of that tune. Um, also, a couple other seats. I mentioned Nancy Pelosi, District Number Eleven. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with a couple of the districts are coin tosses. District Number Ten is a coin toss. District Number uh, Fifteen and Sixteen. There's no clear-cut favorite. Um, in District 14, uh, the incumbent is a Democrat by the name of Eric Swalwell. And I'm endorsing Allison Hayden for the position. And the reason I am is not just because she's a Republican. It's because of Eric Swalwell's ties to the Chinese Communist Party. It has been well documented, if you haven't had a chance to see these, that Eric Swalwell literally was having an affair with a woman who was a CCP spy. I mean, there's pictures all over social media of the two of them together. That this guy would look at some of the conservatives and say, well, we need to impeach Donald Trump and whatever. When he can't keep his zipper up around this woman, holy cow. Um, <laughs> not, not, It's not even close. It, it's not even worth the effort. So in, if you are in District 14, Allison Hayden is your really only choice simply because of the fact that, um, well, because Eric Swalwell is there. There's another uh, district as well that uh, has to go in that direction, I believe, for similar reasons. Now, Kevin McCarthy is in District 20. He's the House Minority Leader. Um, I think that's good. I mentioned David Villato in uh, District 22, who's not a great endorsement, but he's still better than the alternative. Um, that's going to happen quite a bit. You'll see in these different uh, districts as well. Um, one of the ones that I, District 29 is a toss-up. District 30, uh, when you have to go for uh, G. Pudlow, is a Democrat. Not somebody that I'd ordinarily endorse, but G. Pudlow is running against Adam Schiff. And quite frankly, <laughs> Adam Schiff and the way he's handled the January 6th committee, um, you can take your pick. There's no preference in District 34. Uh, Joe Collins is running in District 36. Joe Collins seems like a decent guy, uh, and he would be going up against Ted Lieu. So highly recommend Joe Collins over Ted Lieu. Uh, District 37 is a coin toss. Eric Ching in District 38 uh, comes highly, highly recommended. Uh, Young Kim, District 40, that's a, always a good choice. You know, it's interesting. Um, talk about analysis, balance, and clarity. Ken Calvert is running California's District 41, Riverside County. And there are billboards all over the Coachella Valley saying, remember, Ken Calvert voted against gay marriage. And if you flip through the congressional record, you do find out that Ken Calvert did, in fact, support Prop 8 in California, which would basically have enshrined in the California Constitution that marriage is between one man and one woman. What these people don't realize is that when it came time for the so-called Defense of Marriage Act that several Republicans like Mitt Romney voted in support of, Ken Calvert actually voted in support of that. So the idea that the left is now trying to go after this guy and say, he voted against gay marriage, actually he voted in favor of it, and they're lying to you. So not a perfect pick on the marriage issue, but he's good with the sanctity of human life, and it goes on from there. Um, Omar Navarro is running in district number 43. He doesn't have a chance against Maxine Waters, but you know, go for it.
<laughs> uh, the entire list is up at thebottomlineshow.com, and I encourage you to take a list, a look at all the California representatives there. As we continue, uh, to the uh, delight of many, we're going to take a look at all of the propositions, not spending too much time on the ones that we have spent a lot of time on, but getting into the nitty-gritty, especially with props 28, 29, 30, and 31. So we'll take a look at those coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Want to continue receiving income into retirement with little market risk? Dennis Wilson and Wilson Financial Services can help you secure a permanent income and benefits addressing your risk tolerance with professional advisory knowledge. You have a large 401k or IRA as your retirement nest egg. How about a four-dimensional plan that will pay you and your spouse income for life without stock market risk? How about we include inflation benefits so your income goes up annually? How about we include extra income benefits for long-term care? And if you need one or both, you both have it. That's right, permanent income inflation benefits, long-term care benefits with no market risk. We have put over $50 million of our clients' money in the 4D account in the last few years. These clients are sleeping way better at night. Learn more when you call Wilson Financial today at 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. Movie Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Welcome back to the program. Also remember, in addition to calling 800-227-5278 for your Movie Monday tickets to Tim Mahoney's Patterns of Evidence, uh, The Journey to Mount Sinai. We've got two pair of those tickets we're giving away today. Everyone else who calls in on Movie Monday and says, I want a movie thing, is going to get a DVD of the Gospel of John or the Gospel of Matthew. These are great visual Bible presentations. Also remember our goal today to reach 100 kids sponsored, uh, saved, if you will, through Preborn, the fantastic ultrasound machine donation service where you can either send $15,000 tax-deductible donation and that buys an ultrasound machine to go into a pregnancy resource center, or you can make a donation one time or every month if you want to, $280 will save 10 lives. $2,800 will save 100 That's our goal for the week, by the way. Um, or $28 a month will save another life every single month. 833-850-BABY is the number to call there. 833-850-2229. Or go to thebottomlineshow.com. Hit the pre-born banner and you can make your donation in 28 seconds or less. I guarantee it. Speaking of preborn, looking at the propositions, uh, Proposition 1, the so-called Right to Reproductive Freedom Act, a yes vote supports amending the California state constitution to prohibit the state with or denying a woman's right to an abortion as well as uh, obtain contraceptives. What that means is a woman could get an abortion in all nine months of pregnancy. It means that she can get contraceptives that are called contraceptives, but they're really abortifacients. Contraception's not an issue here in California. I call this the Proverbs 28.1 proposition because the wicked are fleeing, though no one is pursuing. No one is trying to tear apart abortion rights in California. I mean, the vast majority of people want some kind of access to abortion. But the righteous are bold as a lion. Here's the thing. The progressives have overplayed their hand and they don't realize that trying to enshrine abortions for all nine months of pregnancy, like Katie Porter, who's running for Congress in the 47th District, has made that her campaign platform. Trying to enshrine that goes against the will of the people. In California, between 75 and 80% of voters on both sides from every political party do not favor third trimester abortions. They want third trimester abortions banned. So this is a chance for totalitarian leftists to ramrod 
this type of legislation past their own supporters and try to turn California into abortion tourist trap. I passionately and wholeheartedly recommend a no vote on Proposition 1. Now, Proposition 26, and by the way, little sidebar, the propositions were supposed to start numbering with 26. They pick up where they left off after the last election cycle. That Governor Newsom was able to get Proposition 1, numbered Proposition 1, shows you how desperate they are to get this thing to pass. Prop 26 would legalize sports betting on American Indian lands. A yes vote on Prop 26 would do two things, or three things, actually. First, it would result in the legalization of sports betting at American Indian gaming casinos at licensed racetracks in California. Secondly, it would tax profits derived from sports betting at those racetracks at a rate of 10%. And third, it would legalize roulette and dice games at tribal casinos. Now, you can imagine who's fighting against this bill, and that's the card places like in commerce and industry that already have that legal, and they've got a monopoly on this. Prop 26 would legalize all sports gambling at Indian casinos. It should ostensibly prevent, uh, present rather, a uh, financial boon to Native Americans living in California. Um, you have to be at least 21 years of age to place your bet, um, and it's not like this is uncommon. 30 other states allow sports gambling, and the District of Columbia does as well. Um, what's interesting is in those other states, only five of them have done it through ballot measure. California would be the sixth. But it's interesting to see that there's been about $125 million has been spent on this campaign. If Prop 26 passes, a 10% tax on total earnings, 15% of that would go to the California Bureau of Gambling Control for enforcing control over sports gaming. 15% would go to the California Department of Public Health to maintain programs for people with gambling addictions. And the remaining 70% of that 10% tax would go to the California State Fund. The passage of Prop 26 creates a revenue stream for the Native American community, but you know, it also broadens the range of people who gamble. Gives them more to gamble on. I'm never a big fan of anybody getting into financial or emotional or legal trouble because they have a gambling addiction. I'm recommending a no vote on Prop 26. I know it could mean more money for Native American tribes, but I'm saying no. Now, Prop 27 is a little more insidious. It's called the Legalized Sports Betting and Revenue for Homelessness Prevention Fund initiative. Prop 27 means that you would legalize online gambling and mobile sports betting for anybody age 21 and older. There would be a 10% tax on sports betting revenues and licensing fees. Those monies would be allocated for programs to help with the homeless as well as to place it a fund for tribes who choose not to operate in sports betting. A no vote means no more, you, know, you can't do it. What's interesting is you know, the, the, the people who support Prop 27 are saying, you need Prop 27 because that's going to solve the issue of homelessness in California. But Prop 26 is bad. Yet my mind went to the ads that say, wait a minute, there are over 50 different game uh, tribes in California that say no on 27. They'd rather see 26. I think one of the bigger issues is, you know, if you have to ask the question, well, does either one of these do the most good? The answer is no. I mean, when you get right down to it, first and foremost, Prop 27 started out as a let's help the tribes. But then when that didn't play so well, then it became let's solve the problem of the homeless. This is what Ballotpedia says about this. 
Prop 27 proposes a constitutional amendment and a statute to authorize a gaming tribe, an online sports betting platform with an operating agreement with the gaming tribe, or a qualified gaming company with a market access agreement with the gaming tribe can operate online sports betting for people aged 21 and older in the state but outside of Indian lands. The amendment would provide or would prohibit online sports betting on youth sports. So basically, it would create a division of online sports betting control within the Justice Department, which means more government bureaucracy. And they promise, pinky promise, pinky swear, whatever you want to call it, that no children would ever get a hold of mom or dad's phone and bet, or no kid would ever set up a profile and lie about how old they are. That never happens. Didn't happen in Facebook or MySpace world, did it? No. they very strict about those. You've got to be at least 14. I promise. I promise. Gambling initiatives disguised as welfare projects have plagued our state for decades. If you've ever played the California lottery and you were told that winning on the California lottery meant that the schools won because it was going to keep the arts programs together, et cetera, et cetera, you were lied to. This won't go to regular teacher salaries and pensions. It's all going to save special projects. Now, every penny that is gambled through the California State Lottery that goes to public education goes to propping up salaries and pensions, which is why Prop 28 is on the ballot in California. And Prop 28 is an interesting one. It's the Art and Music K-12 Education Funding Initiative. A yes vote would establish that K-12 public school districts would provide funding for arts and music education programs equal to, at minimum, 1% of the total state and local revenues that local agencies receive under Prop 98, which is years ago. Passage of this measure would also require schools with 500 or more students to use 80% of the funding for employing teachers, with the remaining 20% going for materials and teacher training. Now, I get it. On the one hand, uh, there are people who are saying arts is important. On the other hand, they're saying, great, this just looks like another power grab by the California Teachers Association because they want to see more teachers get jobs. And you'll notice that 80% of the, well, let's break this down by, by number. Typically, if you use that 1% figure, that means that on arts-related programs from public schools and charter schools would see anywhere from 800 to a billion dollar increase. And 80% goes of, that goes to teacher salaries. Then you take the fact that there are nearly 6 million students in California public school system and you divide that remaining 200 million by 6 million and you begin to realize that the cost per student they'd be spending on the arts really isn't all that big. And yeah, maybe it is just funding more jobs for teachers. Now, full disclosure here, I've mentioned on this program many times before, my father was a music educator. My oldest daughter got a teaching credential in California, was an instrumental music teacher, and is now currently teaching instrumental music in Texas. Her younger brother, completing his degree as well, is also working as a music teacher. The arts are a big deal in my family. It's really disappointing to me to see that the majority of the money just goes to paying salaries because programs are expensive and the parents are getting hit hard with this. I know there's no guarantee that Prop 28 is going to mean that every child is going to get a God-honoring, you know, let's make the arts a priority issue education. And yet, 
I think it's worth trying, which is why I think I'm probably the only conservative commentator I've seen who's recommending a yes vote on Proposition 28. And you can read why more when you go to Roger's Recommendations at TheBottomLineShow.com. Hey, let's take a quick break. And when we continue, more of Roger's Recommendations. I know it's not Super Tuesday, but it's Movie Monday. But we're moving through Roger's Recommendations, all 13 pages of them. Coming up next, Prop 29, as The Bottom Line continues. When a young mother hears her baby's heartbeat for the first time, everything changes. They know that's a baby. And when you partner with us and Preborn, you let them see the ultrasound image and God takes care of the rest. Roger Marsh here for Preborn, our newest member of the Bottom Line Show family. Preborn is helping women by helping them see their child on the ultrasound, hear that baby's heartbeat for the first time after getting that pregnancy test, and you'd be amazed at the results. So far for the first half of this year, more than 25,000 babies have been saved through Preborn, and 25 ultrasound machines have been placed. Now it costs $28 to provide a free ultrasound for a woman who's facing an unplanned pregnancy and wondering what to do with the child. We tell her what option number three is in addition to option one and two. Option one, of course, you're a mom. Option two, legally, you can get abortion in some states. But option number three is adoption. And the ultrasound makes option number one or three much more palatable. Call 833-850-BABY right now. Make a $28 donation to save one life. Make a $28 a month donation to save a life each and every month. That's less than a dollar a day. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or click the preborn banner when you go to kbrightradio.com today. Welcome back to this Movie Monday here on the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. So glad you've tuned in today, and I'm so glad you've called in for the Movie Monday giveaways that we've had. Uh, my conversation with Timothy P. Mahoney, who's the director of Patterns of Evidence, for uh, the journey to Mount Sinai. And by the way, I forgot to mention this. Uh, if you go to myhopenow.com, Tim and I did a Zoom of this. And so uh, Tamara has gotten it edited and uh, it's up there and running now, I believe, or it'll be up there tomorrow. You can actually watch our conversation go back and forth. And, and that's a lot of fun. Kind of nice to talk to a filmmaker and have them on camera, right? Uh, the movie Patterns of Evidence, uh, the journey to Mount Sinai is up at the bottomlineshow.com trailer is. And the movie's out today and tomorrow. So thanks to everybody who called in at 800-227-5278. We put those pair of tickets up for grabs and boy, did they go quickly. And congratulations to everyone who won DVDs of the Gospel of John and the Gospel of Matthew as well, kind of country cousins there uh, in terms of uh, those Gospels being uh, presented uh, cinematically as it were. Um, also, thanks to everybody who has called in today uh, regarding preborn. You want to talk about, because uh, it's Movie Monday, and the ultrasound is a visual of the you know the baby in the womb. Uh, movie Monday and Preborn go together perfectly. 46,000 kids were saved last year at Preborn clinics all across the country simply because their mom got to see an ultrasound image of said baby. And 4,600 women came to faith in Christ because they were treated with dignity and respect. When they went to a preborn clinic, they got to see their baby and they got to see the miracle of life and understand who is the author and creator of life. Uh, your gift of uh, $280 right now will provide 10 ultrasounds. And statistically, that means eight to nine kids will be saved as a result of your efforts. It's totally tax deductible and every penny, 100% of the money you donate <clears throat> for a campaign to raise awareness and funding for ultrasound machines. All that money goes directly to that. They've got separate fundraising they do for their office expenses and, and things of that nature. So this is all, everything you're giving today is going to be uh, given toward the 
purchase of ultrasounds and the getting of ultrasounds. It's $28 per child. It's $280 to save 10. It's $2,800 to save 100. That's our goal for the week. I know we can smash through it quickly. But thank you for calling with your donation to Preborn, 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, that spells the word baby, or go to thebottomlineshow.com and hit the banner for preborn. There's a, well, click it gently. There's a cute little baby sleeping wrapped up in swaddling cloths, and you can make your donation in 28 seconds or less, I guarantee it. Well, tomorrow is Super Tuesday. We will continue our look at the propositions. I encourage you as a Christian, pray, read scripture, listen to what God says, and then vote and do it early. Don't wait until the last minute. Uh, That's the good news of the gospel, and that's the bottom line.